Hello, everybody. This is Chris Blair, voice of the national champion Fighting Tigers of LSU. And you're locked in to the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Metal Georgia's number one voice of community and collegiate sports. Go Tigers. This is Mike Conti of Atlanta United and the Atlanta Hawks Radio Networks. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Hey, this is Andy Demetra, voice of the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And when I want to know what's going on in Middle Georgia sports, there's only one place I go. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Your place for community and collegiate sports. Guys, take it away. All right, thank you so much, Mr. Andy Demetra there. Rob, Ben, and Joe show on the air with you again here. And Rob and Ben, I tell you what, man, a lot of football to talk about, a lot of good things in the pot. I want to say thanks to our sponsors real quick. First, of course, say thanks to Network One Sports for streaming the show each and every week. Uh, Bubba's Tire Center, Eyeballs Marketing and Media, Georgia Farm Bureau, and our friends at Marco's Pizza, the best daggum pizza around. If you hadn't had one, you know it's something to eat tonight. Order Marco's Pizza. It is awesome, my friend. Ben, how you doing? Doing fantastic, Joe. Um, I'm excited about sports coming back. We got to think the NBA starts back up tonight. The baseball has attempted to start. Yeah. <laughs> Their start stop. Yeah, football football's <laughs> underway. We got all of our um, pre I mean uh, preseason stuff happening, summer yeah. workouts, uh, starting some practice. Talked to Coach Holmes the other day, said they're starting their special teams week, so everybody's trying to get everything open back up, and it's nice. It is. <laughs> it is nice indeed. And, friends, remember you can follow the Rob Ben and Joe Show wherever you go. You can find us on Facebook at RBJ Show Podcast. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at RBJ Show. And, of course, you can go online at rbjshow.com. And, uh, hey, by the way, you can sign up there if you want to, not only for our newsletter, but a chance to win a couple of Mercer Bear football tickets there if you'd like. So uh, join us. Yeah, go Bears. <laughs> Time to uh, bear down. That's it. <laughs> it's at All rbjshow.com. But, uh, of course, you can take us on Spotify or your iOS. You can download the show and take it wherever you go. So uh, tonight we're going to have a, a great guest coming on with us. Uh, coach Mike Chastain is the new head coach over at uh, Jones County. We're going to have him on the phone with us here in just a couple of minutes. But uh, Ben, you alluded to some of the things going on. Uh, got sports coming back, rocking and rolling, ready to go. Baseball has started and stopped. ACC uh, has released their schedule for football the SEC releasing their schedule today. It's all going to be conference. No Georgia, Georgia Tech this year, do we think? I, mean, I don't could know. Did that really the happen? The ACC said they were uh, good for it. Georgia Tech said they were good for it. But the SEC Georgia said, said nah. nah. That's kind of, I would think it's the other way around. You know, Georgia yeah. gets almost a free win that way. But this is the, this leads into the next question. Yep. How are you going to be able to measure teams equally if you're only going to play – you know, it's like, oh, well, we're only going to do these 10 and these 10. Right. But it's like, why don't you have that last game? I mean, what's the difference in playing Florida State? And why can't Georgia, Georgia Tech play their 45 minutes away? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. But it's a good go, question. You, you can go play Florida State in Tallahassee. Yeah. But you can't play in Athens. But I don't, and I don't, I don't, I quite honestly don't understand just, I mean, the, the conference, the conference only schedule I think is good because it's cool because I think it's, it's something that everybody's been wanting to do because everybody's sick of the cupcake games and that kind of stuff. <laughs> this this fixes that problem, right? 
But, I mean, if Tech's hocking a plane to Syracuse and they're <laughs> flying to Boston College, going to Tallahassee, what's the difference in driving an hour and 15 minutes to Athens? Yeah. And the same thing for Georgia. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. And uh, one we will definitely get back to. But uh, we've got uh, Coach Mike Chastain, the head coach uh, for the Jones County Greyhounds, on the phone with us here tonight. Uh, coach, how you doing, sir? Doing really good. Doing really good. Thanks for having me on. Good. So, Coach, let's ask you just out of the gate here. I don't know if you're uh, uh, affiliated with Georgia or Georgia Tech in any way, but, of course, Rob and Ben are big Tech fans, and I'm the Georgia guy at the table here. What do you think about the conference-only schedule? <laughs> no Georgia-Georgia Tech football this year. What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you, I, I, to be honest with you, I just found out about it right, right now. On this, this phone call. Breaking news. Uh, breaking news, yeah. Uh, so, but they, yeah, that is interesting. The the big thing is, like you said, I mean, they they play Tallahassee, but they can't go over and play Tech or whatever. I know it's both conferences. I've I've, I've seen a little bit on it, but uh, man, they, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. So, do you have a favorite? Let me put you on the spot. Are you a Tech guy or a Georgia guy, or do you care? I, I am a Georgia guy. I've, I've been a Georgia guy for a long time. My dad went to Georgia, so I grew up in oh, Georgia. Yeah. I hear so, you. See there, guys, we're even now. <laughs> we got an even phone call tonight. Yeah. It's a balanced right. weight. Well, Coach, more importantly, let's talk about the things that you do uh, that are closely tied to your heart, and that's high school football and what you're doing up there in Jones County. We appreciate you being on the air with us tonight and uh, having the opportunity to talk about uh, Jones County, the Greyhound football program up there. I know this is your first year there, correct, Coach? This is my second year. Second Going year, into my thank second. you. Yes, sir, yep, yep. And uh, you guys have a lot going on up there, a lot of renovations, some, uh, about a $3 million project to a new uh, facility, a new turf, going to the AstroTurf, and got some good things happening up there. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Right, right. Um, our, our board had passed, uh, uh, you know, whatever they passed uh, to be able to get the <laughs> athletics uh, upgraded. Um, we, we, we've upgraded lights um throughout our athletic complex which is going to be awesome as led lights if you've been to any baseball games around our place uh it's uh you 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 can't see a fly ball if you're an outfielder at night <laughs> it's, it's it's uh it's, it's there's definitely an upgrade there and it's called so it's we've we've done in the whole complex of football is is taking advantage of that too as well so it's been it's been good um at the we haven't got to see the lights in full effect yet, but they're going to be the, the the new LED lights where they can scrub the music a little bit. Wow. So it's going to be it's going to be an awesome um, touch to a already already great atmosphere. Um, we we we've got a a new locker room, visitor locker room. If you if you've been a visiting team in our place, you know it's it's been rough over there. So we we've, we've got new locker room uh, going in for the visitors, and and we also have which also serves for for spring sports. Uh, uh, soccer and, and being able to have uh, house females over there without having to do anything uh, with with you know in a football locker room, girls can go to their own locker room and it, it just just works out a lot better. But it's something that needed to be done a long time ago. And then and then we um we got new turf, um, which is is is, is a beautiful site. They're they're putting sand on today, so it, I have a feeling it's going to be done sometime next week. Um, it's, 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 it's phenomenal. If you go on any of our social media pages, you can see a lot of pictures of our, of our new turf. And then the, the big thing that I think that's really going to make, <clears throat> make it such a great venue is, is in the past when I've coached against Jones County, um, a lot of the fans wouldn't come to games because uh, there, there just wasn't a ton of seats on that side. So visitors that knew about Jones wouldn't, wouldn't travel there so much. But now 
we're going to have uh, 2,000 seats on that side. It's going to be from wow. goal line to goal line, 16 rows high. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a good little atmosphere, and 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 it already is a great place to play. It's one of the best I've ever been a part of. But um, it, it's 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 really going to be awesome now. That is good stuff, I tell you what. Yeah, man, I tell you what, me and Rob, uh, we played at Dublin, and we played there in 2010, I think. It was a scrimmage game when they were doing the jam- classic jamborees back 2010, 2011. We've got to go to, up there and play Jones County, and uh, it's funny, you talk about the locker room. <laughs> it was it was primitive, you know. You, kinda, you, you don't even have a chair. I think most of us just kind of got dressed uh, with standing up or whatever, you know, find a place to sit on the floor. and the garage door open. That's right. Looking out into the field, <laughs> you know, just so you can get some air flowing in there. I mean, August, whatever that Jamboree game was, August 14th back, I don't know, I can't remember the dates. I just know it was early August and it was extremely hot, but the atmosphere was great even for a Jamboree game, so that's super exciting to have all that going on, and um, I tell you what, turf is kind of taking a hold of most things. Um, Coach, will y'all practice some on the game field with the with the turf, um, with the season getting moved back some? Will y'all start practicing some on the turf as soon as it's ready? or will y'all keep using your practice field? I know a lot of teams will practice there and play there. So will that kind of take an effect at all? Well, uh, yes, we will. Um, we'll be out there probably two days a week, um, Mondays, afternoons. There won't be any games. And then Wednesday mornings, we'll practice in the mornings on Wednesday. So we'll probably try to – we'll be able to get out there then. But I'm um, not sure how the middle school schedule is going to work out, if they're going to have seventh and eighth grade games like they usually do. But if they do – there's a seventh grade game that's played there on, on a Tuesday, uh, an eighth grade game that's played on a Wednesday. We got JV or ninth grade will be played every, every Thursday. And then even the, um, uh, rec department, now that we got turf, may come over and play a little bit. But before the rec department or before we got turf, you're, you're playing four or five games every week on that, that field. And, yeah. and it's just, that's the trend that why everybody's going to is because you can you can't you it's almost impossible to keep up the field you can you can have all the all the funds in the world and it's just it, when it has that much traffic and if you do it during a rain game it, it really kills your field and, and it's it just makes it hard to, to play on there in the playoffs i mean you can get through a 10 game season pretty good but once you start getting in the playoffs it's you can't it's almost impossible to play on. I remember back when the the, the Mac and Warner Robins they they had to go play a game at Peach because the field was deemed unplayable, and um, so that that's that that's I think that's the reason for the turf. And um, but but it's it is it's a beautiful site, and it's we will be able to take advantage of playing or practicing on the game field a lot more because. It, it just holds up so much better. Yeah, it's it'll be a much better move just for the long run. Ben and I, we played at Mercer, and we had the turf field, and you practice on it, you play on it, and you're extremely comfortable because that's where you're practicing all the time. So we got to use it a bunch, and it opens up a lot of possibilities for um, events and everything else, and you, you don't have to worry about it getting worn down. I mean, it's plenty of space. And you added all those bleachers and everything, and those kids – that makes that makes a big statement in the community. You said rec games and stuff like that. It's, you know, it helps you build feeder programs for Jones County football when those kids are able to be like, oh, this is where I'll play, you know, when I get to in 10th, 11th, That's right. 12th grade. So you can kind of build <laughs> – build more and especially if y'all are as high tech as having the music bounce with the lights like a college stadium that's a great uh, atmosphere that's some good stuff right there i'll tell you what that that is uh, we got to get somebody trained up to do it but we uh (laughs) that's the hard part but we 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 can do it so hopefully hopefully we 
we can get that lined up. Um, well, Coach, uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit, y'all had a pretty strong season last year, man. Um, what are you kind of looking at uh, towards 2020 uh, as far as you got some guys coming back? Uh, you looking to make a, um, a solid run? How are y'all looking going into the uh, going into the fall? Well, for, first of all, I was I was very fortunate to uh, inherit a, some some really good players in, in a in a really sound program that Coach Rogers had um, built up here at Jones before I got here and and um and uh but we we did have a really good bunch of seniors last year that we lost um but I feel like we got a really good group of juniors and sophomores and and uh freshmen that are all you know coming up and and even the eighth graders that are rising to be ninth graders that that we 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 feel really good about our class I mean our our team right now um uh obviously when you go against yourself and you don't have pads on or anything like that, so you're not real sure how you're going to be. You can get some false reads sometimes, but but um, we like where we are right now. We we have a very talented uh, freshman class. We have we have something. Um, I think it's over a little bit over 60, 61, 62 freshmen out right now, yeah, which is wow. a huge number. That is, and and that <laughs> class is really, really, really talented. Um, we have a couple guys in that class. I think that will 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 play and help us a lot. Maybe even three or four guys that'll play a lot on on Friday nights, not not just JV night grading. So that that that's a talented uh, group. But um, you know, so I think we have I think we have a lot of good pieces that uh, in the puzzle. Um, and uh, just time will tell uh, how we can be. That's exciting, man. Having you know, I know you you move some guys on, but it sounds like the future is extremely bright. If you've got sixty freshmen, that is that is a <laughs> lot amazing. of numbers. How many how many kids do you have on, um, in total, Coach? That's that's a that's a pretty large numbers right there. Well, in the summer and then in the, these times that we're in now, um, we, we're, we've had we've had in the one forties every day um, out there practice. Um, but we we're tracking probably close to 160, I think 158, 159, somewhere around there, um, players in our program, which is a big jump from last year. Last year, I think we started about this time at at um, around 120 something. So um, it's, it's been a, it's been it's been good having all those guys out there. Wow, that's that's super exciting, and uh, I know it's a challenge to manage that many kids, though. At the oh, same yeah. time, how many coaches <laughs> do you have on your staff? We we have seventeen, and it wow. really is hard. But you, if you think about it, you got three teams. You got a ninth grade JV and a, and a varsity team, and it, it's 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 impossible to. I mean, it's not impossible. It's very very hard to do with with the the standard ten to eleven coaches. And if you only have one team, yeah, you can you can do that. But if you you're trying to manage three teams and and do it right and make sure everybody's getting coached up well, it's it's um it's really hard to do with 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 you know much less than that. So I mean, you as you see. Most of the 5A, 6A programs, 7A programs, um, that they're they're sitting around 15 or or more. You're getting up to 7A. I mean, you got some teams with 23, 24 coaches on staff. So, so, uh, but but we we got a lot of support, a lot of admin support from the from all the way from Mr. Gibson, the superintendent, on down to the um, the AD Bill and the Rackley and uh, our principal, uh, Mr. Rackley. Um, the, the sports are important in Jones County, and then they understand that. Um, it, it, it's important and they want us to be successful and we, we have their back 100%. Well, in, in your representation of the school district and everything else, you know, that's, that's, that's super exciting. And, uh, I think delegation is key when it comes to that. You know, you've got to really, I think it really tests 
the delegation side of a head coach when you've got to do all of those. You've got to worry about all these other things because there's a lot of operational things that go into it when you're dealing with that many kids and that many coaches and make sure everything's on the on the same page. So I'm sure there are some uh, some stressful weeks <laughs> here or there for you, you know, trying to make sure the uh, all the all the carts are in a row. Right. No doubt, no doubt it does. It, it gets tough to make sure those three different teams are doing done right. But I, I really, I, I got an easy job. I got uh, Barry Bill and, and uh, Mr. Rackler, our principal and AD. They, they, they help us a ton, and and um, so we're. Um, it, it makes it makes my job easy. Well, Coach, let me ask you this. I know that you. Uh, I'm going to say you're pretty well known from from my perspective as being a pretty prolific offensive minded coach, and uh, you guys can can put some points on the board. So uh, without giving away all the secret sauce there, could you tell us a little bit about what we're going to see out of Jones County this year and who the names are that you're expecting to have a great impact? Well, we, we, we do. We, um, we, we try to, we try to be very balanced, which is, is, is like the pro and the college level teams. Um, we try, we try to develop the quarterbacks and, and, and get them where they can get the ball and spread the ball around the field. And, and um, we're all always going to want to try to play as, as, as good a defense as we possibly can. So we're going to put out a lot of athletes over on that side of the ball and and uh, make sure they're good. But but as far as this year coming back, um, we have uh, we counted just yesterday. We have we have 14 starters that started in in several games last year, um, and um, we we like a lot of lot of lot of guys in a lot of places, but. Um, uh, without just naming all of them out, um, <laughs> we we got um, our whole back end that we got. Four, we're a three-four linebacking, I mean defense, and our, our four linebackers, all of uh, three of the four have got started last year for us. And then the back end, the the four DBs, three out of those four started for us last year. And then also we're in our second year in our program. Um, Coach Brock is our DC, does a phenomenal job, and and um, uh, I think our guys will play a lot faster this year because of just being in the second year in the program. But on that defense, uh, we, we have uh, uh, two senior, three senior linebackers that are playing really good ball right now, and um, one of them, Deion, Deion Richardson, being, is being recruited by a lot of guys. Charles Gooden is, is another guy that had a really good year last year, and and um, but but just just a little short on a shorter side, so it's harder for those guys to get recognized as much. But but um, our, our back end is returning two sophomores from last year and one freshman that started every game for us last year. So they, they we we've got that whole back end for two more years, which we're really pleased about. Um, so <clears throat> that's pretty much the defensive side of the ball. Our special teams, we got a really good kicker that's been starting for two years. That's coming back, Evan West. He punted and placed kick for us last year. I'm really proud of him. On the offensive side of the ball, um, Malik Wooten is 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 a sure enough dude. Now, I mean, he's, <laughs> he, he took uh, he took three three touchdowns to the house in the playoffs last year on kickoff returns. Wow. If that tells you anything. So um, he's he's. He's hard to tackle. He's um, fast. He's got great ball skills. Um, it's just our job as coaches to find a way to get him the ball. And um, other people are going to try to take him away. Um, and, but the great thing about it is I think we have three or four other, uh, or excuse me, three other receivers at the three receiver spots that can really go. We got some really good speed. The one, one freshman we have is named Zion Reagans. Uh, we really feel like he'll play a lot this year. Um, he, he won the, the AU national 
track meet and, and the 100. He ran a sub-11 electronic time 100 as a 13-year-old last year. Wow. He's He's a year older, so um, he, he's a guy. He's a guy that'll win the. He'll win the state soon, probably in, in the hundred meter in track in Georgia, which is a is a tough state to do it. But um, he's 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 really, really uh really fast, and he's he's played football um the whole way. Not he's not just a track star. He's quick and fast, and just really expecting some some good things from a freshman uh, again this year. Um, and then we have a. Uh, uh, we have we have several other receivers that are stepping up and making a lot of good plays. The big question mark is in, in any offense is, is that quarterback position. Uh, we lost a good one last year in Hunter Coslow that that did some really good things for us. But we feel like we got we got some guys there now that are that really can get the job done. We have a um, an athletic type guy and, and a pocket uh, uh, passer type guy that are really having good good summer so far. And so we're we're um, Excited to see what what the season brings. We really are. Yeah, I was just looking at Coslo uh, there and some of the the information on him from last year. And you guys, you know, had a, had a good had a good solid quarterback there. And I know Rob, being a, a former quarterback with us here, we we do like to scout out the the quarterback positions, don't we? Yeah. Any, I mean, any team you look at, that's obviously in any football game, everybody's going to know who the quarterback is, and that's going to be obviously play into how an offense is going to work. And so I'm sure it's no different for you guys. If you got a guy that ends up winning the job that's more of a pocket passer, you know, you're going to see a little bit more cover two and stuff instead of some cover three. And if you got a guy that's going to, you know, be more of a runner, they're, they're going to play you a little bit differently. So um, it's just kind of the way it is, you know. But uh, as far as y'all's offense and stuff goes, uh, your preference, do you really have a preference versus a more athletic guy? Um, do you, you know, what's your, what's your preference on the offensive style? Are you more of a passing play action type of guy? What's your What's your style? Well, uh, we we want we want that guy to be be a dude. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, I heard Chip Kelly say it one time: is is we want that guy to, that guy that's always had the ball in his hand, whether it's the the last play in a basketball game, whether it's, he's batting three, three or four in, in the baseball lineup. We we want we want a guy that's. That can handle the moment, and 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 whether it's he's an athlete or a, a pocket style passer, in our offense we feel like it's it's broad enough that we can adapt easily to either one. Um, you you take Oklahoma, we study Oklahoma a lot, we study a lot of different people, but you take Oklahoma and they've had a variety of different types of quarterbacks since Lincoln Riley's been there, and and uh, you, you you just take advantage of what skill set that guy has. But first and foremost, that guy's got to know your offense really well. And he's got to be able to make decisions. And, 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 um, it don't matter how smart he is. He's just, it's got to be his passion. He's got to love playing that position and love playing quarterback. And he's, he's a different guy. He's not, he's not like anybody else. I mean, you could be just about any other position on the field and, and go to the facility every day and do football there and then leave and never do it again. And you still could be pretty good at the game. But, but at quarterback, you, you just got to, you got to spend so much more time in it. And um, we feel like our guys have done that over the years, and 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 I feel like we got we got some guys there now that's competing for the job that that are doing that, and we're we're really excited about those guys um, going in there and doing that. Yeah, that's awesome. You got two guys that are really putting it in like that. That you can that's something to look forward to. That's exciting. And, and I like your approach on finding a guy that I right. always I, when I watch a football game, whether it be high school, college, or NFL. 
I want that dude at quarterback that I give him the ball and he comes to the sideline. He's like, "What you got for me?" Like, I'm, I'm like, like you know, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready for it. And like that, like you said, you got that dude that wants it. The Tua's, the Trevor Lawrence's, they come over there and they want to win games. Like they're winners, you know. And I think that's an un, that's kind of an intangible, but you can really see that rise to the crop when you throw a kid out there in any other event because they naturally take the lead. That's like their natural thing to do. Right. Right. Whether it be at quarterback or on defense or whatever you said, you've got some some really good guys coming back on defense, and um, that's just exciting. Um, and uh, talk a little bit about the um, the second year. I, I always thought, you know, once you kind of get an idea how a defense is working, what what your guy, what your coaches are asking you to do, you don't start. You stop thinking and you start playing. So do you see some of those guys really being able to kind of let it loose in year two that got to experience that last year? Absolutely. I, I think, he, I mean, first of all, just being second year in the program, I think our guys are, are going to um, just be a lot more comfortable and, and, and being able to do things. And then, uh, you know, obviously the guys that are the first-year starters last year and going to be year two of them playing this year is going to be really good, too, for them. So, so no doubt. I think once you you got a little experience in the program, things, things do come faster for you. Um, and you're able to think faster and play faster and just everything is a lot better when, when, when you, when you, when you're really comfortable about what we're doing offensively and defensively. But let me, let me say one more thing about our, our offensive line. I hate that I played offensive line. I've been coaching quarterbacks for 12 years now, but, but, uh, but I played offensive line and I left those guys out. I Man, we really got a good group of offensive linemen coming back and I got, uh, we have three starters coming back in Joe Hill, Matt Adams and, and Brady Smith and, and they're they're leading the way, but we also got several young guys that are stepping up, and I'm um, excited to see what those guys do too. So, been really excited about those guys. And then our tight end situation, we got a we got a guy that can get out there wide, and Keegan Baxter, and, and another guy that played offensive line last year, who's who's trimmed down and is very athletic, and they got really good hands, and he's playing some tight end um, as a kind of a heavier type tight end. That's Austin Barnes. So. I don't. I, I, I hated. I, I missed those guys a while ago. So I want to make sure I gave those guys some love. <laughs> hey, that, Malik can't get free without those guys. You got You got to have the. I played offensive line too, so I think it's kind of understood as an offensive lineman. You know that. You know, you just kind of are. You were expected to not get talked about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say you're talking Ben's language there as a, as a lineman <laughs> so and a tight end. Hey, I'm, He's I'm loving a, it. I'm a, I'm a twin coach. My brother played quarterback. I played tackle. You, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Welcome to the show. I know all about it. <laughs> That's, uh, That's funny stuff. Well, Coach, I tell you what, we're going to uh, jump into a little break here, if you don't mind. Uh, we'd like to have you back on the back side of the break. Does that sound good to you? Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll come back and talk a little bit about the region and uh, who you're going to be looking up against uh, or uh, going up against coming up here in this season. So uh, we'll be right back to talk about that and more. It's uh, head coach of the Jones County Greyhounds, Coach Chastain, here with us. Mike, we'll be right back. You're 
listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. Hungry for summer? Marco's Pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one-topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. At Marco's, you'll get dough made from scratch, an original sauce recipe, our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love, all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact-free. Order with our app or at marcos.com today. Marco's Pizza, the Italian way. Prices and participation may vary. Springtime is here, and Bubba's Tire Center is here to handle all of your vehicle needs. With the current situation of COVID-19, we are still operating our normal hours, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. If you need some more time on that set of tires or vehicle repair, we offer a 90-day payment option that requires no credit check, as well as the Goodyear credit card. Don't forget, we offer free pickup and delivery, so you never have to leave your home or place of work. Call us today at 478-275-2964 or check us out online at Bubba'sTireCenter.com. Come to Bubba's Tire Center where we do tires and a whole lot more. Death Valley is now on the bucket list if it wasn't already. You sold us. And anytime you want to take us, Chris, we'll be happy to go. (laughs) Uh, Well, I promise you this. You guys let me know if you want to take in a game, and we'll roll out the purple carpet. Too bad you missed the Georgia thrashing last season. (laughs) We will do that. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign in Warner Robins. This is John Nelson of GPB Sports and the Soccer Down Here Network. You're listening to Middle Georgia's number one team for community and collegiate sports from Atlanta to Savannah and all points in between. It's the Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Enjoy, everybody. Uh, Death Valley is now... Now back to Rob, Ben, and Joe. Brought to you by Bubba's Tire and Network One Sports. All right, back here at the Rob Bennett Joe Show, hanging out, and I uh, want to say thanks to everybody for listening in. Got uh, Coach Mike Chastain from Jones County on the phone here with us and talking about that prolific offense and the new buildings and the locker rooms and turf, everything going on up there in Jones County. Big football program, big football action, and a lot of good football to come. So, Coach, thanks again for joining us here in the back half of the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for again for having me. All right, well, Coach, uh, you got uh, big football to play up there in Jones County in the 5A region. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of those teams that uh, you got your eyeball on. I know you got your eye on all of them, but who are the ones that uh, maybe you blink at with both eyes every now and again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, we start off the bat with um, a, a Northeast, which is our neighbor, and. Um, County and Bibb County, and then a lot of our kids know each other, so that's going to be a big time atmosphere in that first game and the game that we we really need to come out of the game and look sharp in because uh, they're very athletic. And Jeremy Wiggins is the head coach over there. He coached with me at Warner Robins, and he has done a, a great job getting those guys going over there. And uh, so they're going to be very athletic and ready to play, and we, and we got to be ready to play too. But North Gwinnett is game two, um, and and that's that's a I mean, if if you follow high school football for the past ten years, they've been they've been right there in the oh yeah 
Final Four several times, and then uh, even won it. I think a couple of years ago, they're a really, really, really talented bunch, and and uh, got a lot of really good players. They got two of the top five players in the state, uh, and a cornerback and a linebacker. So that that's that's definitely a team that you're going to blink two, three, four, five times. <laughs> Uh, but the, the, you know, it's a school that has, you know, I think they're close to four thousand, maybe thirty, eight hundred students in their in their school, which is more than double the size of Jones County. So, so that that game is can be a a, a really uh, big game for us to to gain some momentum into a into a uh, tough region. Our region um, is the Henry County region. Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to skip veterans. Better, we play veterans game three, and and um, Coach Turner and those guys have done a phenomenal job. I was actually talking to him today, and and I'm asking what was the what's his worst record? I mean, he, he's only had one losing season ever, so I mean, he, they do a great job in that program, and then there's no doubt they're going to be ready to play. Uh, but our region that we we got um, Henry County, and and um, we've had three of the top teams in the state over the past four or five years in our league uh, come out of our region. Uh, we got Dutchtown, who is very athletic every oh, yeah. year, and then Stockbridge. Those two two teams are, are, are always playing deep in the playoffs and, and doing a great job. So, so um, uh, we Jones County's never beaten Stockbridge. We, we, we wasn't able to get them last year, and, and um, um, we were able to squeak by and get uh, Dutchtown last year, so hopefully we can – uh, repeat that and, and do something we haven't done and, and beating Stockbridge this year and, and getting, uh, getting a second region championship. Yeah, that'd be great. The best of luck to you guys in that region. And, and we, we talking to Coach Holmes, uh, here in Dublin and other coaches, um, around the state. Uh, just talk a little bit and you've, you've been able to bounce around at, at different schools and see different regions. But, you know, just for our listeners to understand, um, it really doesn't matter in the state of Georgia what region you're playing in, what region game it is, if it's week five or if it's week ten. It's tough. It doesn't matter who you play. You're going to get your best ball in Georgia, and it, I think it speaks to the strength of the high school football in our state, and that's why we have so many recruits every year is because the regions are so difficult top to bottom from single A all the way up um, to 7A. It is, and we feel like, I mean, I, excuse me, I feel like uh, that most schools in the state of Georgia are going to have some guys, I mean, it, to be able to field a football team. And, and, and when you have the support in, of administration like we got at Jones and, and, and you're able to do the things that you think is important, I, I think you could be successful at a lot of different programs in the state. And, and like you said, in the state of Georgia, we have a lot of good athletes, but I really believe that the coaching is is really good in the state of Georgia. I mean, it, that's why every every region you're in, you you got some you got some um, big. I mean, you're going to have some good teams in there, and and because um, the, the football is important in the state of Georgia, and and if you go to Florida, I mean, a lot of those coaches down there don't make a whole lot of money. Um, and 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 in the state of Georgia, we pay our coaches to um in all sports pretty good so so uh i think you i think that's the reason why uh you see a, a really good product on the field for most of the most of the state that is very that is very indicative and that's cross-checked actually we had uh, west durham on our show a, uh, a month or two ago and he talked about that that um a lot of coaches they they 
they praise kids from Georgia because when they get in their program, they're not having to sit in a boardroom and stress to this kid what cover two is and sky and cloud, you know, playing cover three. Like, they don't have to explain that type of stuff because they've been coached really well. They understand technique. They understand stance. They understand packages. They understand 11, 12 personnel, things that are very familiar to them because of the coaches that are in the state of Georgia. I think pay does have something to do with that um, without a doubt. But um, colleges feast off the state of Georgia like you talked about because you're getting a kid that's already ahead of the game, and that's why all of these schools that surround the state of Georgia, I feel like, want to dip into the to dip into the hat, not only with rich talent but with uh, rich intellect and some skill uh, or some knowledge about the game. No doubt, and I think too. I mean, they want to, they want to be, they want, they want kids that's, that's seen the program done right, you know. So, so they, you know, you go to some maybe some backwood school that the kid have a, they don't have a clue of what's really asking them, uh, being asked of them to be a college athlete. Well, a lot of programs that I've I've been able to be associated with I mean, are, are ran kind of like colleges. I mean, there's a lot of meeting time and a lot of film time and and that, that kind of stuff and. It's just it's just the the level that the state of Georgia is right now with the with the coaching and, and I mean obviously we've always had athletes but I I think that just the playing field is just is 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 constantly getting better and better and um it's it's because of the coaches I really believe that yeah no doubt and you touched a little bit on the preparation aspect and Ben and I when we went to Mercer. Coach Holmes ran our high school program here at Dublin as closely to a college program that you could as far as watching film, um, meetings before practice, um, X, Y, Z. When I got to college, I thought college practice was way easier than high school because of the way that I was trained. But that that is just a testament to the Georgia high school way of good programs in running it like a collegiate program. That's right. That's right. I, I I I agree with you 100. percent The guys, if they've been in a good program, when they go to college, they um, it's it's. I mean, up there in in high school, reason why I think it's hard is because we're still trying really hard to develop them. When you get to college, there they're trying to just maintain and keep them healthy and get them to Saturday because they're already good athletes usually. So so I think that's the that's the difference where we think it's a little bit hot, harder in high school. And, and I agree with you 100. percent I I do think that. Well, Coach, uh, uh, we appreciate all the time you shared with us here today. Uh, Coach Mike Chastain, head coach of the Jones County Greyhounds. I just want to ask you one more question before we let you get to supper. <laughs> uh, right. I know you guys uh, have the new stadium that we talked about that, the renovations and all the great things going on uh, there in Jones County. Uh, when is going to be the night where you guys kind of have, or will you have a night where there's going to be a, a celebration, if you will, you know, the, the kind of uh, – Grand or reopening, if you will, of the stadium. Are y'all going to do any anything uh, on a particular game or night uh, for the new facilities and such? You know, um, with all this COVID mess, we really haven't talked a whole lot about that. <laughs> I know, and we really haven't. Our Northeast game is 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 our first game of the season, and that's going to be the first official game in the stadium. And uh, as far as any kind of ceremonies or anything, we we we. We haven't had any conversations about that a whole lot. So that's something I probably need to get on the phone with my AD and find out if that's something we want to be doing or not. <laughs> well, I'm glad to give you that idea there, Coach. <laughs> well, I'm sure our friends uh, from uh, from WMAZ will be there uh, on that new opening night. I'm sure they'll probably have something to say or, or see maybe a, a tailgate show from there or something like that. That'd be good, right? 
<laughs> Absolutely. Our guys in Jones County know how to tailgate. They do a good job. It really <laughs> is. Now, I know I know everybody thinks a lot of their places and that kind of stuff, but, but I'm telling you, and you, you can ask most people that's come to Jones, I'm, we, we really do have tailgating going on at, at you know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon before the game, and, and they, there's a lot of people that just kind of camp out and hang out and it's it's a it's a really 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 neat atmosphere for high school football and and I just I'm I'm super proud to be a part of it. Good deal. Well, coach, that gives me one more question before I let you go, <laughs> but it is food related, so I am getting closer to the supper time. Uh, <laughs> we had John Nelson on with a GHSA just a couple weeks ago, and he asked this question, which I thought was great: uh, Is there a food that you have there in Jones County, either from the tailgate or from the concessions, that is just uh, you know Put a stamp on it. That's Jones County goodness right there. You're only going to get it right here. Is there anything that you recommend? Well, I I, I tell you what, um, I, I got some sausage from somebody. <laughs> like, I don't know who it was, but it was unbelievable. Um, I, I hope that person is still around and grilling, and, and that, that's going to be around this this year too. But that, that was a. Uh, those are those are somebody really knows how to cook some sauce for it. Whatever, it was good. All right, so hopefully I'll be back uh, this year too. All right, well when we come to Jones County, I'm looking for some sausage. How about that? There, there you go, there you go. All right, all right, all right. head coach from Jones County, uh, Mike Chastain. Thank you so much for being on with us. We appreciate it. All right, thank y'all for having me. Have a good coach. All right, bye bye. <laughs> the sausage can't go wrong with the sausage. Get, right? I mean, if it's good, it's everybody good. knows, man. Because you got to get the casing right. That's you know, right. Like, like the casing has to be good. It has to be cooked at a temperature where it kind of, when you bite it, it's a clean bite, but there's a crunch. That's right. You got to have the crunch. You know, because if it's rubbery, it's not cooked. Nobody well. likes that. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. nobody wants to chew on it. Yeah. A real, a real man knows <laughs> knows if it's good or not. That's right. We'll be right back and talk about everything else going on in sports here on your Rob, Ben, and Joe show. Coming up next. Eyeballs Marketing and Signs. That's Eyeballs with a Z. I-B-A-L-Z is all about everything you need for printing services, marketing services, apparel services, signage, banners, wraps for your vehicles, design services, or a whole lot more. Whatever you need in your business to get your message out there, you can count on Eyeballs. I-B-A-L-Z dot com. Eyeballs Marketing and Sign and Warner Robbins. Hungry for summer? Marco's Pizza is delivering endless summer flavor with unlimited medium one-topping pizzas for just $6.99 each. At Marco's, you'll get dough made from scratch, an original sauce recipe, our signature three fresh cheeses and toppings you'll love, all cooked at 450 degrees and served contact-free. Order with our app or at marcos.com today. Marco's Pizza, the Italian way. Prices and participation may vary. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music. All right, back here on The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show, hanging out with you. And i uh, tell you what, a lot of fun there, Coach Chastain, Jones County. Good to talk to those 5A boys up there a little bit. Heck, yeah. Yeah. It's nice. Spread they love a, they've got an incredible facility coming apart. <laughs> Could you imagine? I couldn't imagine, like, playing in high school when the lights were LED lights. Right. Schedule them just to go see it. Shoot, yeah, yeah man. Know? That's going to be some good stuff up there, no doubt about Heck it. I mean, yeah. if you've got the, the music and the light thing going on in and you're school? in high school, come on now. 
I mean, they should have. I mean, they should have 150 out for the team every year. Yeah, like they should never be short on players. Well, those numbers they were talking about there. You know, 150, 160, something. Yeah, 60 kids, dude. That's Dublin's team times like that's three times more students than are in Dublin High School right now. Uh, That's unreal. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking there was a comma in that number. I'm sorry. Uh, But anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, some SEC and ACC football. How about that? Shall we? We we kind of led into at the beginning of the show here, Ben Rob. Schedules are out. What do you guys think? Okay. Let Rob give the answer. So, for our (laughs) listeners who have not heard, like, Coach, this stuff is all breaking all within the last 24 hours. You may have heard the ACC stuff today on ESPN if you're watching, but the SEC came out and announced what they were going to do less than 24 hours later just before we went on the show probably a couple hours ago. That's right. All right. So, the ACC ruled yesterday that they were going to play 10 conference games. And there would be one out-of-conference game allowed if it was your in-state rival or an in-state game. It could not be an out-of-state. And it was in particular for Georgia, Georgia Tech, Clemson, South Carolina, all of those rivalries that go on inside the state. So the ACC came out and made that statement, which makes total sense. A lot of these games, Georgia and Georgia Tech have been playing since 1925 and have not missed a game. Not one. And since 1925. So... They didn't want to jeopardize that. And also the ACC, our listeners, a lot of people will be happy. Notre Dame is playing a 10-conference game schedule. They are completely in the ACC now. In 2016, (laughs) their agreement was all ACC in every sport except for football. They only had to play four conference games, and they weren't eligible for the championship. No more. Notre Dame is playing full conference schedules now. They are eligible to play in the championship game in the ACC for this season. Who knows what will happen next year, but there are no divisions anymore. It is top two top two teams go to the conference championship. That's it. There's no Atlantic. There's no, no Coastal. coastal. Yeah. All that stuff's thrown out. So for the ACC, it'll make it a much more competitive conference because Clemson just won't be graced with their side. They're going to have yeah. to play everybody. Yeah. And there are two more conference games. You're only required to play eight before. So it's, it's different now. I like it. Let's now let's forward to dead today. <laughs> the SEC comes out and says, the, "Whoop the big bad SEC." <laughs> Hold on, the big bad SEC. LSU, Georgia, the big Alabama, boys, you know, the ones that are just supposed to be the rulers of mm-hmm. the of the collegiate landscape that they don't care who they play. The SEC just means more. Yeah. Okay? That's the marketing message. That's the that's the marketing message, all right? <laughs> Nobody else. We're playing 10 conference games. We're not playing a soul outside of conference. Taking their ball and going home. Taking their ball and going home. And and they're playing the fourth week of September. So they're, you're not going to see the dogs, our, our Georgia fans, you won't see them until the end of September. That's and now, right. being fair, we don't know when we're going to see the ACC schools either. They haven't given dates. They said the second weekend in September, but who knows? Who the heck knows with the dates? But... I'm just extremely disappointed with the the out of conference play by the SEC. Okay, now on to the th- the other thing. All right, Florida always plays Florida State. Yep. Clemson always plays South Carolina. Yep. You know, Georgia Tech always plays Georgia. We're talking about long rivaled matchups. Okay. How you gonna let Auburn and Alabama play? Mm. What's the difference? Yeah. Tuscaloosa and, and Auburn. That's the same distance, yeah. but oh yeah, yeah, we, we're not in not in conference or whatever, you know, not in <laughs> conference. The ACC is trailblazing, and people will follow suit, and I'll tell you why. The people on the SEC West have had enough of getting edged out by the top two. It's yeah. always somebody on the West to go beat up on somebody from the East. 
Call it as you will. That's what happens every year. The SEC, they're going to pitch the same thing because the districts don't really make sense. You know, no, like, how no. is this team in the East, this team yeah. in the West? Like, don't make sense. If you draw a line, if you take that line out of the middle and you go send those top two, top two or three teams in the SEC, there's no East anymore. There's no. Right. You have to really take care of biz. Yeah. You know. So there's no, there's no whining and complaining from Nick. There's no whining and complaining from O. There's no whining and complaining from Kirby. I went eleven and one. You went eleven and one. Yeah. Florida, you went ten and two. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. you missed it. We <laughs> play in Atlanta. We're, we're number one, and then it cuts out the college football playoff garbage. You listen yep. to. Yep. Yep. All right. If you lost to them in the regular season, you ain't got no reason you have a rematch. Because guess what? If a tiebreaker comes down, y'all got the same record. One That's of y'all's right. getting cut. One y'all got beat. One of you got beat. <laughs> you got beat. You know, Somebody what? got rolled. And, yeah. and, and so it makes, yeah. I think it makes for a clearer picture for I like everybody. It. It I don't disagree. It makes a clearer picture. Yeah. And the only thing about which COVID-19 and all this stuff has messed all of the like non-conference stuff up, but if you play a 10-game conference schedule, you still need the, the last non-conference game. Everybody can agree these cupcakes are not worth the television. That's right. You, what makes you? Do you really want to fire up the grill on Saturday at twelve thirty when Georgia's playing Norfolk State? Yeah. You really? No. You, you, really, you really, don't could, care. really don't care. You know, yeah. Landon's probably got care. Landon's probably got a soccer game. That's right. You know? Totally. Like, yeah, 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 I'm going to the soccer. Send game. me a notification yeah. when they're up by forty. Yeah. Like I'm not watching that. No. But. Everybody tunes in on Thanksgiving. There's people that watch the Clemson, South Carolina game, the Georgia, Georgia Tech game. That's right. Michigan, Michigan State. You name it. That last weekend of rivalries makes college football. You know, Oklahoma, Texas, people like that. That makes the game. Maybe we should have Demetri back on the air with us and uh, let him. Let him, <laughs> let, tell him us, yeah, let him tell us his thoughts on this. Let, what do you think about yeah, that? Get a breakdown. I'm yeah. telling you, the, the, the issue that I have, one of the issues that I have. <laughs> You're making sense, some of it. But, what? but the one the one big issue that I have on the broad scheme of things as far as a mass scale, which I know that nobody knows what's going to happen with the playoffs. Right. Nobody knows what's going to happen with bowl games. But if you're going to sit here and tell me, okay, we're playing conference-only schedules, you have no barometer on what if the SEC or the – what if the ACC's trash? Yeah. But yeah, you don't know. Right. Like, what if Notre Dame goes in there and beats everybody but Clemson? And they're sitting there, uh, you know, they're sitting there ten and one, going to the conference championship and play Clemson, and they lose, and they're ten and two, and they're like, "Hey, well, we're we're here." And what if there's other two lost teams? But nobody played anybody out of conference, yeah. so you you don't know. Like, and the concern for me, what if the other conferences, some of the other conferences, uh, roll suit? Big Twelve, Oklahoma, they could easily just flood their schedule undefeated. They're auto, they're auto in. Absolutely, yeah. they don't have to play anybody out of conference. Oklahoma could. It cruise through there. It's like I'm talking oh about just sit back, sit back in your Cadillac, put it on cruise control, turn on the massager, <laughs> just start hanging. Yeah. Because you, you, you go through the Big 12, and it is relatively weak. There's no defenses in that conference yeah, whatsoever. you're right. You put another quarterback in there, insert Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, yeah. whoever else, for Lincoln Riley, and they run the table. And and then and then oh well we're we're ten and zero we deserve to be in the top four and then you get them in there and they get smashed, smashed. yeah because there's no there's no level of being able to say all right well Oklahoma played Auburn in in week one and they were really close so even though it's week one that still translates into a some type of measure in see. stick yeah you got an idea like oh can can Oklahoma's defense hang with 
Bo Nix and Auburn's offense shoving it That's down right. their throat. It's That's the same right. way. You know, Georgia had Virginia scheduled first. Right. Well, even though Virginia, losing their quarterback and everything, probably would have a tough time. Two schools, Georgia and Virginia, were going to have new quarterbacks. That's so right. it's a very interesting game. But if that game's close – they're like, well, it tells you something. It, it tells does, you something yeah. about the ACC. They're like, well, Virginia, mid-tier Virginia, played Georgia to the wire. Yeah, that tells you, like, hey, man, like they're pretty close. But now you you don't have you don't any have of that, that barometer. There's yeah. no way to point back to it. Mm. Or if you played Mississippi State in Week Eight, there's no there's none of that. that and that 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 all draws to the elephant in the room, the CFP. How you gonna yeah. how you gonna have one? <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I've just said the whole time, you know, uh, I, the, the only thing I've said this whole time when I've started to think about sports, any championship that is won, seeing as if they go through with it and they play, mm-hmm. the NBA, the Major League major league Baseball, college football, NFL, it, will go, Bowl, yeah. it will go down with a big asterisk. Big old asterisk beside it. Because there's people for the, the Patriots that are already bowing out, Dante yep. Hightower, yep. Chung, some of those guys. Yep. Some of their best players. Yeah, you got like, your your star linebacker, your safety. All these guys are, are dipping out. I'm not going to kick the ball, yeah. you know. And it's like, well, so that's what I'm saying is, if you if you win it, if you go through and win a win the CFP this year, it's it's not okay. Yeah, you won, but the the asterisk is still there because it's, it's an unformidable year. Like those kickoff classic games mean something. That's I right. I mean, you know, LSU and. Going to play Clemson or whoever, they have big matchups to start the season, and then you start without that, and you go throughout the year, and there's none of that. And so it's just hard to get an idea of, well, what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen from an unbiased standpoint. Because I'm from the South, and I enjoy watching SEC football just like the next person, SEC, ACC, whoever. But what is going to end up happening is the SEC is going to get the nod because they're the SEC. And so then everybody's going to be infuriated because <laughs> oh well well you know Michigan State we we went ten and one yeah Hurrah, you yeah. know and then but no because the SEC is the, the SEC, SEC yeah they're going to automatically get a nod so then the college football landscape just raises sand and da 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 da, da. so it's like a it's like a recurring cycle but all of this unprecedented nature is really really. Uh, calls for it's just going to screw everything up. Well, I tell you the team that I'm looking for uh, to watching. You talk about the ACC and the fact that there's no, you know, conferences this year, and, and that's going to be fun. How about them Tar Heels? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I'm really they, they I'm going to keep an eyeball they, on this. They have a great quarterback. Yeah, I'm telling you what, I would trade for that guy right now. <laughs> you can't trade in college football, but yeah. he is awesome. Should have, would have, could have. Sam, right? is it is his last name? Something I, oh. I know. Mac Brown's their head coach now, <clears> but yep. Some I can't remember his last name, but he is an incredible player. He they took Clemson to the wire. I mean, so uh, but they have a really good quarterback over there at North Carolina, and they're gonna have they got a lot of people coming back. Sam Howell, Sam that's Howell. his last name. Yep, yeah. that's it. He's a great player. Gonna yeah. be a great player. He is good. And um, so there's a lot of guys coming back. Bo Nix. If I'm an Auburn fan, I'm excited to see what he's gonna bring back in year two. Some of these quarterbacks that are coming back, you know, you got to be really excited about what you're gonna see out of some of these guys that are returning mm-hmm. and it's different when a like you know it's different when you're playing a conference game week in and week out because there's no time to work the kinks out there's not a game where you're like ah oh, well we'll come out and try to play this guy. no you just hit you the know? ground running it's yeah. like hey man no it's, yeah. it's 
Third quarter with six minutes to go. We're down 17 to Vandy. <laughs> what you got? What you got? Well, I told you, you heard me talking about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, Ben and Rob. I just think that, uh, you know, if there's ever going to be a year where Georgia would win a natty, yeah, it would be this year because of that big old asterisk yeah, you're talking about. That's and exactly it's, right. you know, so, <laughs> you know, as the Georgia guy at the table, if we're, ever going to win it you know it'd be this year and it'd just be like well nobody really cares and then, and then everybody would call yeah. it everybody would say oh yep. well it's that's the it's COVID, the COVID year. year yeah uh, you know, that's, yep. that's, that's going to be georgia's so it doesn't count yeah it's going to be you know, the, you know the seventh ring of hell there for for georgia fans and that's what they'll, and that's what they'll try to do you know yep. but but in, in in all seriousness i like what the acc is doing mm-hmm. and i think a lot of conferences might take that Going forward, because it gives you a like better it. it gives you I a do. better picture. Now I do. you've cut out. Well, what it does is it draws viewers in to watch the game. Yeah, you have more. I think I think people will travel more with the team because games are closer. Yeah, relatively, you know, you're not sending your team. You know, Auburn's not going out there and playing Oregon. In, you know, in West Texas or wherever, mm-hmm. they're opening up and they're playing. Some some other team, Kentucky or somebody that's yeah. not that far. So I think you get a better viewership. The fans are more interested. I think it will help. It would help ticket sales. Me and Rob are talking about it. There's away games. Hey, Tallahassee's only three and a half hours away. Not that away far away. Not that Georgia far. Tech plays Florida State. We're going. Mm, we're going to well, go see what? Jeff Cameron. That's, and hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. That's, hey, that's that's five six heads and yeah. it's in seats in Tallahassee. Yeah. So you you got to think if if it's closer mm. around like that. That makes a big difference, and I think it can help the programs all around. And I'm, I'm not so sure the SEC and all might not follow suit after that. Well, I tell you what, the uh, I was surprised today to see that come out. I really was because I was like, really, you know, especially I don't know. I I was just like, "Ah," you know, you could have done better. You could have done better. They might, they might have a change of tunes. You know, you know. Talk about Bubba said before we started the show. He's like, let's see what Kemp and all them have to say about that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He might wheel it and yes. let it be, yeah. right? But anyway, all right, guys. Well, uh, a good show tonight. Mike Chastain on Jones County. Next week, we'll stay at the GHSA and uh, talk more sports as we roll on toward the kickoff of that old oblong ball we all love so much, right? All right. Well, we'll see you next week on the Rob Ben and Joe Show. Y'all uh, have a good night. You're listening to The Rob, Ben, and Joe Show. Download the show today on your Spotify playlist or Apple Music.